Welcome to Review Set Scare with Jess and Blair. I am Jess. I'm Blair. Blair, how are you, brother? I'm good, buddy. How about yourself? I am doing well. Uh, September is nearly through, which can only mean one thing. Oh, October is near. Me and Jesse go to uh, a couple haunts every year. A seasonal ritual, if you will. Edmonton Haunted House here in Edmonton, as well as uh, an event called Dark that takes place at uh, Fort Edmonton Park. And they are both uh, both quite good. A lot of fun, man. Good night. Lots of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. The setup is great. The haunts are great. Super scary. Just really puts you in the festive mood. Oh, it sure does. Certainly does. I wanted to talk about something that I just watched maybe 10 minutes ago. All right. Which comes out, I think, October 7th, right away. The new Hellraiser movie. I saw that trailer this morning. I woke up, basically, and I watched it right away. I I don't know. Like, I I feel like I knew that it was coming out, but then it just kind of caught me off guard. And it's like, wait, not only is there a trailer out, but it's also coming out in, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, two weeks it'll be out. Um, I think it's a Hulu exclusive, though. I'm not too sure about that. And that's, I think, I don't know if we have access to that. No, if anyone wants to uh, let us uh, borrow their Hulu account. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) It is one of the 15 streaming services I do not currently have a subscription to. It looks good. It looks great. It looks good. Did you um, watch all of the original movies? I don't honestly know if i've seen all of the originals i'm trying to remember how many there are i really have no idea i've only seen the first like the original movie the first one that's the only one i've seen you have a pretty cool uh, piece of memorabilia from uh the hellraiser movies uh yeah i've got a uh signed um doug bradley print just like a little i'm not even sure the size just a little print but uh we got that back in the day when we were doing uh horror box unboxings yeah we used to be subscribed to uh horror boxes and we did unboxings and that was i think one of our our first boxes that we got which was really really excellent but again those boxes pretty expensive so if anybody has a subscription to any of those horror boxes and wants <laughs> to uh lend it to us that would be great uh, hulu and a horror subscription box <laughs> oh, uh, yeah we'll take it Man, oh man, that is honestly, I'm trying to think if I, if I watched any or if there's new, any new updates. I know we were eagerly awaiting uh, Calgary HorrorCon. Uh, today, they thought that there maybe would have been, uh, they might have some guest announcements for this year's uh, con. But alas, no new updates, which is unfortunate. But I'm also, you know, the, the fest this year did just pass and it was great. So I got I to gotta give them time to relax. Um, without further ado, um, we watched uh, an interesting one. This was the first time I've seen this movie. Really? The first time you've seen the original? The original. I've seen the remake. What I like about you, Blair, is you are a big fan of the remakes. You love your remake. <laughs> so this one, we watched uh, the 1977 original The Hills Have Eyes. Of course, written, directed, and edited by the legend, uh, Mr. Wesley Earl Craven. Man, it was such a good movie. Pretty good, hey? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Now, as somebody who likes their remakes, how to you, how did it compare to uh, the remake, which I think came out in, like, what, 2006, 2007-ish? To compare the original to the remake, they're very, very similar movies. Yeah. 
It's like it's a it's a it's a good proper remake. The kill count in the original movie is a total of seven people and one animal. Four of the people that were killed were victims, and then three were part of the the family, if you will. Three had family. Yeah, three had a coven. In the remake, I'm not. I didn't get the numbers for that, but I, it's higher. It's definitely higher. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of liked it. Like I love, I'm a big fan of these horror movies from the 1970s where it's like clearly low budget, clearly people who just have like a really cool idea and convince enough, you know, enough crazy people to help them make a movie. Oh, there's so many like this one, Texas Chainsaw, of course. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th, like the, uh, OG one. Yeah. What I uh, what I learned is uh, apparently, and I I mentioned it last episode, but um, apparently uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like a huge influence on this movie. You can almost kind of see that. Oh, I mean the whole idea of you know a cannibal family. I mean that's that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre right there. Before we get into any more, uh, do you mind if I uh, go over a brief synopsis? Oh, please do. Please do. So this one is off of uh, imdb.com. Synopsis. On the way to California, a family has the misfortune to have their car break down in an area close to the public and inhabited by violent savages ready to attack. It's it's really straightforward. I mean, it's uh, family cannibals. Uh, this this uh, seemingly normal family is going to uh, California. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if they actually explained why they were going to California. I figured just for a vacation. Well, all I got is at the beginning when they stop at the gas station, um, they were talking about a mine in silver. Silver mine, that's right. Yeah. The silver mine that I, I believe they owned. Yeah, I think the 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 father of the group he's like a retired sheriff maybe yeah and uh yeah you're right um i think they own a a silver mine uh but they find themselves in the middle of like a air testing range of like the american air force i'm not familiar with many of the um the actors actresses in this movie other than michael berryman michael berryman who i mean He's great. I mean, he was in the X-Files. He was in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Devil's Rejects. Lords of Salem. That's right. Like, he's just, yeah, he's great. Apparently, I, I, I can't really remember what it's called. I wrote down hypohydrotic endo or ectodermal dysplasia is, um, is the... Uh, that is quite the mouthful. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what he has. And apparently, it uh, he doesn't have sweat glands, so uh, filming in the desert was like brutal um, because oh, obviously man. swimming keeps you cool, right? And they had to like constantly be watching him to make sure he wasn't suffering from heat stroke. But a lot of the movie it did look like was filmed at night, so I'm, I'm sure it was still very hot. The one scene, um, both movies had it, this original and the remake, when. Um... They break into the camper. Mm. Both the original. Like, imagine seeing that in the 70s, man. That's a tough scene to watch. Like, it was even a tough tough scene to watch when I watched it today. It's tough. Um, yeah, it was just like, you know right off the bat that this, this cannibal family, who are all named after planets, um, yes. you know right away that they're just like, they mean harm. You know, they're, they're not good people at all. 
What were all their names? There's Jupiter, who was the head. Papa Jupe. Um, there's Papa Jupe. There was Mars. Uh, there was Mercury. There was Pluto. And then the daughter's name was Ruby. Ruby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby was definitely an outcast in the family. Yeah, yeah. She was, uh, at the beginning of the movie, She um, she's trying to escape from the family. She's trying to com- uh, convince an older man who has kind of, uh, he has relations with, uh, with this cannibalistic family. He, uh, he is related to them, but she's, she's trying to convince him to, uh, for the two of them to run away and get away from this family. I, I just need to make a point. I thought, um, I was trying to figure out who everyone in kind of the family going to, uh, California, I was trying to figure out, okay, who's related to who and, uh, (laughs) Like, it took a while for them to establish who kind of everyone was. I felt that exact same way. By the time they got it figured out, it's like, okay, now that we know who everyone is, let's start killing people off. (laughs) (laughs) By the time I figured it out, half of them are already dead. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, was 1977, so it wasn't maybe as as graphic as uh, the last review we did, which was the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But like you were saying with the same thing with the breaking into the camper, like I can't even imagine what it would be like in the 1970s watching this in like a drive-in, you know? Oh, it's like, horrifying. It's horrifying. It'd be a creepy movie to watch in a drive-in, would it not? It, w- it would be. Yeah, I thought it was a fun watch. Pretty simple. Uh, good short movie. Hour and a half. Not bad. I also want to mention Dee Wallace was in this movie and she, I believe, plays the mother in E.T. You are correct good sir kind you of are. excellent she's also the uh lady in cujo oh yeah it's trapped in the car that's right great movie i haven't seen cujo in a long time uh, i'm just on imdb and i'm watching the trailer um and it's very like a, a very much a, a grind house style trailer for the hills of eyes yeah from the original and it looks it looks great and i just watched this and it's like wow this movie looks awesome and I, I just finished it 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing, I watched it earlier today. And then um, just before we started recording, I just pulled up, you know, a little bit of research. Yeah. And I found this fact, Jesse. It says, um, the Hills Have Eyes was supposed to be a metaphor for class conflict, racism, and other ills. The Carters can be seen as rich in society being confronted by Jupiter's family, the have-nots interesting yeah very very interesting the dad bob he uh he had quite the mouth on him he was um and bob uh big bob big bob big bob carter yeah he was just yeah he was a a gruff former sheriff and uh instantly he's just a guy that is just like oh i don't think i would get along with this man no i definitely Um, would not They're at a gas station at the beginning and they're filling up and he he says something like, yo, you have change. And he like flashes his badge and it's like, oh, okay, buddy. Like he's been, uh, he's retired, but he's definitely having a, you know, he's on a power trip. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't have let the guy know he was retired. His wife stepped in and said That's that. right. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't yet uh, come to the realization that he's no longer in the line of duty. <laughs> but he is uh, more than eager to flash the I believe he he calls it a howitzer that uh, 
that the boys gifted him at his retirement, which is just this massive gun. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. newsflash, Bob, didn't do you a whole lot of good in the movie. <laughs> I mean, so more or less, yeah, there's family, there's, the car is broken down, and Big Bob, the dad, and um, Doug, uh, who's married to D. Wallace's character, they go off in separate directions to look for help. Everybody else sticks around uh, the camper. And they're, yeah, they're basically being picked off more or less one by one. And also a big part of this movie is two dogs. More importantly, one dog. But there are two dogs in this movie that play a big part. Beauty and Beast. I love the names. Yeah. See, that didn't even clue in until you just said that. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that, that's great. And like it's, uh, you kind of clue in about halfway through that uh, at least one of these dogs is going to play a pretty pivotal uh, a role in the uh, decline of the of the planet family i'm going to call them there was no animal harmed during the filming of this movie i sure hope not <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't i watched it with rachel and she even asked me she's like is this dog actually hurt yeah I, I was watching it with uh, with Carly, and she as she had mentioned the the dog kind of whimpering and howling was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was the like saddest part of the movie. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So it was definitely something I looked up after the fact, and no, uh, no, no animals were harmed. It's straight into the point. It's a pretty simple premise. Um, the movie doesn't. I don't. I feel like it doesn't take long to get right into it. A lot of fun, you know. Good, clean fun. Uh, without the clean part <laughs> what did you think about the kills in the movie i thought they were it's so hard i find um the reason i love the movies so much from this era is because i find them so campy yeah um, which i don't i don't think was the intention at the time um but just seeing how far special effects and makeup has come it, it just comes off as is a bit comical like papa jupe he his face is horribly disfigured, but it kind of reminded me like he just kind of had a a barbecued hot dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the grill marks. It, it just looked like it looked like a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, the... I mean, I thought it was great. I thought like it was uh, it was pretty creative, but it was, it's hard not to look at it kind of in a campy in a campy way and kind of laugh it off, which is yeah. what makes these movies fun to watch. The blood they used was just that really, really too red, you know, the... Yeah, and you can tell it's like super syrupy, like it's just like sticking to everything. <laughs> oh, it was good though. I enjoyed it, man. I thought I thought it was a good movie. It's um, tough. It's a tough movie to really, really talk about because, um, yeah, it all happens fast. It all kind of takes place in the same area. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to give the movie away for those who haven't seen it. I mean, I hadn't seen it up to today, so... I'm sure I mean, spoiler alert, it came out in 1977. True that. <laughs> um, so I, the one thing that I did not like was the ending. It, it ends out of nowhere. Very abruptly. Like you don't, which is like, which is fine. I don't think we really care what happens to this family. It's like, okay, their, uh, their immediate threat is, is out of the way. They don't have to worry about that immediate threat. But then it's like, it just, it ended out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it doesn't show them like actually getting out of there, you know? Yeah. 
it, it, it almost feels it's like they were filming, they were filming, run out of money. Okay, this is this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just screen goes red. Credits. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> exactly like, what, what, what else? What else more did they need to show? Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, true. Um, besides that, what do you say we get into a couple of our uh, favorite segments? Yeah, let's do it. I want to uh, start with I'm thinking um, celebrity lookalike time. Ooh, let's do celebrity lookalike time. Celebrity lookalike time. Uh, Blairsky, you got a couple? Yeah, I do. Um, the character Mars. Yeah. Uh, who was played by um, an actor named Lance Gordon. He looked exactly like Mungo Jerry. Now, oh, do, you, do you know who Mungo Jerry is? Yeah, they uh, the band that sang uh, in the summertime. Yeah, that one. yeah, great tune. Yeah, great tune. He looks like uh, he looks like Mungo Jerry, hundred percent. I uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Mama, played by Cordy Clark, like uh, Juniper or Jupiter's uh, wife, I guess. The matriarch uh, of the uh, of the cannibalistic uh, family. Yes, she reminded me of the medicine woman in the Simpsons movie. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> uh, my last, my last one is um, the character Juniper, which was played by James Wetworth. Looked like a cross of Kurt Russell in The Thing and Mel Gibson <laughs> in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> which I mean, who wouldn't want that kind of combination? If you're uh, <laughs> right, I know. You just so. also happen to have a hot dog for a nose. <laughs> I got a, I got a couple as well. First of all, the character Bobby, it, really early on in the movie, he starts doing like acrobatics, like he just starts doing flips out of nowhere, and it's like that seems a bit odd. Like <laughs> a car breaks down in the middle of the desert, might as well do you know a couple backflips, kind of you know ease was, the mood kind of thing. I was laughing at that scene. It was just out of nowhere, and it didn't lead to anything. It was just like, wow, Bobby uh, thinks he's really cool. And also, I wish I could do backflips. Um, but anyways, the character Bobby, uh, at the beginning, he's wearing aviator glasses. And he kind of, for a second, reminded me of a young uh, Kevin Bacon in the hit film Footloose. Uh, everybody cut, everybody cut. <laughs> um, uh, the next one... and. Honestly, he reminded me of about five different people. So I'm just going to work my way down the list. Okay. Um, the character of Doug, uh, first of all, reminded me of Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> it's a mustache. With the mustache and the sideburns. Um, he also reminded me of one of the detectives from the Beastie Boys' uh, Sabotage music video. <laughs> Um, he, so looked, random. he looked like a young uh, Sir Richard Starkey or uh, Ringo Starr for any of those Beatles fans out there. I uh, that's funny that you said that. I thought the same thing, and I almost wrote that down as one of my one of mine. And then uh, Carly had mentioned for any Big Bang Theory fans out there that he looked a little bit like the character Howard, but with a mustache. <laughs> he totally did. <laughs> That's all. That's all I got for celebrity lookalike time. But uh, oh, I think those I, are I good ones. Think a couple good ones. Yeah, those are good ones. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we move along to our next segment? Yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about the, our lines of the night, which of course are uh, 
uh, our favorite lines, lines that we laughed at, lines that we thought were super badass. Line of the night. 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 Um, Blairski, what do you got? Big Bob was going on this massive rant <laughs> after their vehicle broke down. And his wife interrupts them saying, watch your language and watch your heart too. You know what Dr. Springer said. And then Big Bob replies, well, Dr. Springer can take his stethoscope and shove it into his little black bag sideways. He says it so angrily. Just disgusting. Bob <laughs> is just simply disgusting. And then there's another scene where it's Big Bob again. And this is when he goes back to the gas station looking for help. And he uh, opens the door and um, the gas station owner is like hanging, <laughs> trying to hang himself with the belt. So he pulls him down and he's, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, you're trespassing. And then Big Bob's like, do you always try to stop trespassers by hanging by yourself? Hanging yourself. <laughs> and then my last one is I can't remember the character's name. It was um, the blonde daughter. Um, Brenda. Yes, Brenda. Um, when she's like, we're going to be French fries, human French fries. That was actually one of my favorites, but not so much what Brenda says, but what the mother says in response. So it's, we're going to be French fries, human French fries. And the mother responds with, we are not going to be French fries. Which is how she says it. French fries. It's great. <laughs> uh, I got a couple here, mostly from uh, Papa Jupe. There's a scene where they, they steal... Uh, the baby from the Carter family and Papa Jeep says we caught ourselves a nice Thanksgiving turkey <laughs> I wrote that too actually <laughs> I did write that <laughs> and then I got another one from Papa Jeep where he'll says where he says uh, I'll eat the brains of your kids kids which I thought was great <laughs> Some really good lines. There was also, I'm sorry, there, it's not so much a line, but uh, there is a scene where Mama Bear, Mama Carter, um, starts swatting at Mars with a broom. And it was just like so very like old fashioned, uh, older woman, uh, like kind of stereotypical swamp that person off the porch with your broom. I thought it was great, although it didn't, uh, you know, end well. It did not end well for uh, Mama Bear Carter. Um, have you ever seen uh, part two, like the original part two? I have not, but uh possibly something we watch further down the line yeah i think it was uh 1984 that came out so uh quite a couple years after the original i think that was the last one i think there's just the two and then there was the two remakes and the that's remake. it yeah yeah great movie though it was a good movie man it was just a lot of fun it was an easy watch it was an entertaining watch what uh out of five extra large walkie talkies <laughs> <laughs> Those things are huge and everyone had one. They're massive. Everybody has a massive walkie-talkie. Um, so out of five massive walkie-talkies, what do you give 1977's The Hills Have Eyes? Uh, four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah, it gets a four out of five. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. I, 100%. Uh, I like that. Um, honestly, out of five massive walkie-talkies, 
I also have to give it four out of five. It's a classic. I, uh, I see now because I haven't seen it before, but I see why it's a classic. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's, 1977. Uh, it's a good movie. I was watching it with my fiance and she uh, she did not like it. She said, this has to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I said, <laughs> no. And she said, yes. And I said, what? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 1977 the hills have eyes a must watch people watch it um for those of you who have a a, a shutter account one of the many streaming services uh, that i do have watch the hills have eyes yeah that's where we watched it excellent excellent watch watch uh, the remake too if you haven't seen the remake um it is also a pretty good movie it's a pretty good remake it's well done yeah i i think that's all i gotta say regarding uh 1977's the hills have eyes that would be a cool movie to bring back uh in theaters for like Again, a... like i mentioned it would be so cool to see it in a drive-in it really would bring them back bring back the drive-ins that and texas chainsaw oh double feature night double it. feature night uh that would be an awesome one day um so from uh reviews that scare with jess and blair i'm jess i'm blair thanks for listening guys thanks for listening remember to follow us on all social media blairski what's our uh do you want to quickly go through our social media uh, it's basically okay. just just basically search the scream house on anything. Um, but like we like we said, reviews that scare Jess and Blair. I'm Jess. I'm Blair. Remember to eat every sandwich. sandwich. Bye. Peace.